You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Hour number three, Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Sam Hauser here till 7. Appreciate you hanging out as always. Jason Fitz going to join us here in about 20 minutes. You hear him each and every weekday here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Fitz and Harry, the new show in that afternoon time slot with Jason Fitz and Harry Douglas. Jason's been a, a good friend of the show here for a long, long time, so looking forward to that conversation here in about 20 minutes. And it's it's fitting, too, because he's not afraid of his fandom, and I give him credit for it. Like, oh man, we're all in this business because we like sports. We're, we're fans like you, and yeah, I mean, sometimes we're going to have serious sports conversations, but at the end of the day... We're fans of teams too. I, I mean, I don't hide it with you know, with the Jaguars or Miami Heat when they're in the playoffs, whatever it is. And Jason Fitz is the most dedicated Raiders fan that I know, which is which as somebody that's a Jaguars fan, I know not an easy thing to do. So it's fitting that we're going to talk to him here because Derek Derek Carr has the soundbite of the day. If you haven't heard it, I'm going to play it here in a second. If you have heard it, I mean. I don't know about you, I can't hear this enough. I can't listen to this enough from Derek Carr being interviewed by ESPN's Ryan Clark during all the Pro Bowl shenanigans going on last night. As they're in Vegas, Derek Carr, he still is a Raider, but he's not a Raider. It's kind of that in-between awkward time, like when you break up with somebody, but they haven't found a way how to, how to move out of the house yet. So like you're stuck being in the house with somebody that you no longer in a relationship with. Because Derek Carr said his goodbye. He got benched for the last two games of the season. He said his goodbye on social media. He acknowledged he's not going to be a Raider anymore. The Raiders have pretty much acknowledged that he's not going to be a Raider anymore when they benched him for Jared Stidham for the last couple of games. But he's on that field again in Vegas because that's where the Pro Bowl is this year with all the competitions and the flag football that they're going to do, all this nonsense that's no longer the Pro Bowl. But in any case, Derek Carr is back on that field even though he's no longer a Raider anymore. And he is making the most of of his time being an AFC Pro Bowl quarterback as an injury replacement and getting some microphone time last night with Ryan Clark. You've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> nice. I mean, he understands. This is, this is where I've been with Derek Carr for a long time now. That... It, that has not seemed like that seemed like seems like a stressful work environment. Even when even on a regular day, even when there's not you know things off the field going on, which he's been through a lot of that certainly as well. I'm not trying to make light of some of what's happened, some of these tragedies that the Raiders have been a part of, the whole scandal with John Gruden and the emails. I'm not trying to make light of those of that situation, but that just feels like one of those places that you know they need they need a leader. And quite honestly, I don't I don't know. Who or I don't know who could have or would have done a better job or what more they would have wanted Derek Carr to do, a, what more they would have wanted out of him to do a better job. But of course, we know this all comes down to to football, and the Raiders are going to find out. We're all going to find out really quick, really hard. Who just you know, just like with the Cowboys, when we try to dissect what's going on with the Cowboys, we're going to find out there pretty quickly. Who, who or what the actual problem is with the Raiders. And I'm not saying that Derek Carr is not a part of it because his play has been slipping. I'm sure it's becoming harder and harder to do that job with every passing week where 
your 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 fans are rooting against you. Your fans don't want you there. You're a fan of a team, but it w- it's been Drew Locke territory for a couple of years now. The way that Bronco fans would get all would get all snippy about Drew Locke. It's kind of been that way for a couple of years on an even larger scale, obviously, because of how much more money Derek Carr is, is making than Drew Locke or most of these other quarterbacks around the league. And that kind of leads us to an interesting part of the story here where, you know, Derek Carr is doing the thing of, eh, I'm not going to be here anymore so long. And we get these reports today from Adam Schefter that Derek Carr has been allowed to go and try to seek a trade, f- try to find a, a trade partner, which, by the way, not, not to get too far off on a tangent, but that one's always been a head-scratcher. Like, I get that you no longer want this person around anymore, but now you're going to make them go do your job for you by having Derek Carr and his agent go out there and find a trade instead of you getting on the phone and making some calls for a trade. I mean, that's a pretty good reminder that somebody, one or both parties, is making the right choice to just call it quits, shake hands, and and walk away. But Derek Carr now getting permission to try to seek a trade partner, and this one's this one's a, this one's not super cut and dry because you know again. We're, we're doing the haha thing of I'm not going to be here anymore. You've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like doing the Magic Johnson thing of this is no longer my problem anymore. We're doing some of that. And I, 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 I love... I love how how petty sports can be. It, it, we used to do a segment, and it kind of just you know kind of died off, which happens. You know, when we're, we're we're trying things out, we're throwing stuff against the wall, see if it sticks. We did a segment a, a while back up a while back a few years ago called uh, "Pettiest Person in Sports." One every week we would do something like this, and I, I saw a couple I, I saw a couple things last night because social media was all over this uh, the skills competition that was going on and. There were suggestions being thrown out there that Derek Carr get himself hurt during these skills competitions because at that point the Raiders couldn't trade him and then they'd have to pay him all this money. I mean, I, I do I, I certainly think there is an opportunity for a team to trade for for Derek Carr. For for somebody to try to hold steady as long as they can and try to maybe use his services when they don't have another option. I mean, Tampa seems like a, a, a reasonable place to think that he might end up. Tampa, I, I don't see, I don't see Tampa just starting over from scratch and, and, you know, and, and acknowledging they won the Super Bowl and now we're going to start over Kyle Trask, go be our quarterback for a year. If they were going to do that, they would have fired Todd Bowles. So, Tampa seems like they want to try to keep things afloat, and Der- I mean, and Derek Carr is a guy that that can do that. Like, I w- I was wrong. I was wrong about what Ru- Russell Wilson was going to be in Denver last year, and, and obviously the jury's still out on that one. Uh, the, it was his first year with the team, and there was so much that was going wrong there. I really do believe that that Derek Carr can revamp his career if he goes to a better situation, a, a more stable franchise. That is still in need of a quarterback. You know, it's kind of like 
when we talking when we've been talking about the the head coaching carousel and we were figuring out where Sean Payton was going to go and he might have his pick of where he wants to go and if he wanted to go to a team like the Chargers, well, you know, if a team is is stable and in good shape, they're probably not firing their head coach and so you're 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 walking a fine line of what the options really do end up being and if a team is is stable, yeah, they they may they most likely wouldn't necessarily be in the market for a new quarterback, especially one that's going to cost $40 million. But that's where the timeline on this gets a little bit interesting. To, to say that Derek Carr should get himself hurt so, he, so the Raiders have to pay him is silly and obviously nonsensical. But if Derek Carr were to give the impression that he's talking to other teams and trying to find a, a reasonable option, trying to find a scenario where all, that, that all parties involved can be okay with, and we get to this date on February 12th when, you know, when, when a decision really has to be made and nothing happens, because that's, that's, that's really the next big date for this whole situation is, is, the, 12th of, uh, is the 12th of February when... Uh, when, when the when the next move really has to be made, if we get to that point, and Derek Carr's like, "Hey, man, I tried," you know, I I tried to see if anybody wanted to make a deal. Nobody wanted to make a deal. The Raiders end up cutting him, but he actually did have a deal. I mean, th- this thing can get very complicated because on the one hand, Derek Carr should actually want to trade because if he's out on the open market, he's not going to get. What what he's getting paid now? If if a team makes a trade with the Raiders, the whole thing from the Raiders is you have to t- you have to take on this contract. So, the idea of doing the Raiders a favor by trying to find a trade, I mean, it actually it it would potentially be in Derek Carr's best interest if there is some kind of plot at hand where Derek Carr doesn't want to do the Raiders any favors and he's willing to take a pay cut. Then then so be it. I mean, there, there's. Uh, I don't count anything. I don't count anything out in this sport, in this in this league. I don't count out any possibility of scenarios that might potentially happen. So, I mean, it's it's all it's all fun and games now. You've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It must. It's got to actually probably be a little bit nice though to to realize because I'm sure. I mean, Derek Carr is a smart guy. I'm sure he realizes how much control he actually does have over this situation. If he's willing to take a trade, I mean, the best case scenario is he gets traded somewhere where he actually wants to play. That's the one that would work out for for the best for everybody. But just knowing how much control he has in a situation in a sport where. Of the four, uh, certainly of you know, uh, you know, baseball, basketball, football, of, of of all these sports where these guys really seemingly have the least amount of control over their professional lives and and futures. Not a, it, all things considered, could be a lot worse. It's it's not it's not ideal, but I think but every we we need we need a split up on this one. Raiders need to be done with Derek Carr. Derek Carr needs to be done with the Raiders. You want to create a little bit of a mess and, and poke at the bear while you're there? Go for it, man. Might as well live it up now while you still can. It's Team Talk ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Again, Jason Fitz going to join us here 
in about 10 minutes. Speaking of saying the thing, living your best life, and just what I say goes, speaking of having having power in a sport where the battle for it is as tense as in any other league, we love when people say the thing around here, and we especially love when the Cowboys say the thing around here, and we especially love when Jerry Jones says the thing around here. So Jerry Jones down in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl and was asked a question about you know just basically the landscape of the NFL right now. The Rams went all in to get to and win the Super Bowl last year. The Eagles, it's been more of a slow burn over the last three years, but have d- done you know basically the same thing in a longer time frame to get to the Super Bowl. Kansas City spending money to keep its offensive float to get to the Super Bowl. Like we're sensing a pattern here. And Jerry Jones was asked about, you know, where he thinks the Cowboys fit into that. What is the Cowboys plan to kind of get you what you need, another championship? Uh, I'm reluctant, even though by nature I'm a wildcatter. <laughs> Anybody that thinks I won't take a chance has misread the tea leaves. Okay? I'm real hesitant to bet it all mm-hmm. for a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of things that can happen for that year. In essence, we're seeing a couple of teams that have had some real success putting it all out there and uh, paying it, paying for it later right. in Philadelphia and San, and uh, really uh, Los Angeles. Uh, don't think that doesn't pop my head and get my eye as far as doing it, and I know how to do that. And uh, so uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, again, it's a part of uh, uh, what you uh, put in that computer and uh, what comes <laughs> out, and we'll see. We'll see how uh, it comes. But uh, that's pretty impressive to have two teams in the last two years empty the bucket. I mean, first off, Philadelphia is not paying for it yet. Philadelphia is still living the life, and the bill hasn't come yet. They're, they're just in, they're just getting started of putting all the chips out to the center of the table, and they'll deal with what comes later. But that's... That that's where we're at right now, and it's so it, it's so fitting that the team that would be at the center of you know I'll be aggressive when I need to, but otherwise you know otherwise we're not going to take what we feel to be unnecessary risks. The this, this is if if there was any team in the league, if I didn't tell you who that was, if if I muffled their voice and didn't tell you who it was or what team was involved, and was just to say who would be the most likely one that that would be. Your guess would probably be the Cowboys because where we're at with with the Cowboys perpetually, this is not just a 2023 thing. This is year over year over year over year, so on and so forth to the bitter end. Where we're at with the Cowboys is varying opinions on how close this team actually is. And the Cowboys going into this year felt like they were close enough. And we saw how it played out. I, I mean, one one game samples in the playoffs in the NFL. We we can debate about how how much it actually leads to who the best team is. But what you're seeing is, regardless of what it takes to get there, regardless of whatever chances we might take, we need to put ourselves in position to win a Super Bowl, and we cannot be outspent this heavily by other teams because all it does is. You're, you're trying to better your chances. It doesn't mean you're going to... Of course it doesn't mean you're going to win a Super Bowl. 
Because again, in any in any in one game, and especially in that sport where a ball can bounce a weird way, or we might uh, where the uh, what, by the way, what is going on lately where these uh, the, these uh, these chains are breaking during games because we're still using those in 2023. But a, a ball might get spotted in a in a place that's unfair or un or you know not, or not advantageous. Ball bounces a weird way. You might miss an extra point along the way. I mean. It doesn't mean you're going to win a Super Bowl, but you're trying to give yourself the best chance to get there and try to balance, try to balance out and mitigate all that other stuff along the way. And I think one, I think one of the things, maybe not consciously, but I was thinking about this earlier. One of the things I think we're coming to terms with, especially now, having seen Tom Brady retire, is the next guy that's pretty much in line to take over that throne is Aaron Rodgers, and we're seeing the end of Aaron Rodgers' career. And one of the things that's been associated with Aaron Rodgers for most of the back half of his career is, you know, this is one of the greatest, most talented, most athletic quarterbacks we've ever seen, and he only has one Super Bowl. Because that's how hard it is to win a Super Bowl in the NFL. And so I think in some way, you know, this doesn't just happen where you know somebody wakes up one morning and says, this is how we're going to change the landscape of the NFL. But I do think we're seeing that teams are realizing that they do need to take advantage of that and, and try to take advantage of Tom Brady being out one less quarterback for us to worry about. Now it's maybe our time to be a little... Now maybe the window is open here for us to be a little bit more aggressive. And... There's becoming this clear dividing line between the teams that are going to be aggressive and the teams that are maybe thinking about it and the teams that are going to sit back. And if you're not going to be in the in the group of teams that's going for it, then you want to be in the group of teams that's sitting back. I mean, think of this like 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 the draft. You either want to be you either want to have the first pick or you want to have the 32nd pick because it means you won the Super Bowl. Most of that in the middle is is not as as valuable, and obviously the thirty second pick isn't either. But it means your team's in a good spot because they because you won the Super Bowl the year before. It, most most everything in the middle is just not the advantageous place to be. This is all about this is all about numbers and averages and trying to figure out where can we find this one little hole that we can exploit that we can plant our flag in. Where's that one little area where we might be able to give ourselves a chance to be better than these guys because that's how that that's how finite our chances are in this one game sample in the playoff. I mean, this is all about this is all about the law of averages and giving yourself a, your the best chance. So, I mean, when you so when you hear Jerry Jones there say, "We're going to be aggressive, but we're also not going to be aggressive." I'm just I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cowboy fans. I wish I could give you a hug. Because, I mean, what are you supposed to do with that? It's not it, it, It's not committing to anything. I mean, you, you can't just... Bl- like I, We all understand you can't just blindly throw money around. You can't put up a bunch of pictures of NFL players on a dartboard and throw darts and say, that's the guy I'm going to sign. There has to be... It has to be done methodically, and you have to know why you're bringing in this person. They have to be the right guy for a position that you're trying to fill... But you're either all in on this or you're not. And if you're not, 
you know, you got to be using that time wisely to try to build up first round picks and try to get your team in a spot where you can move in the right direction. But if you're stuck in the middle there, it's a lot harder to get out of that than it is to 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 put yourself in that spot. Once you're in there, it's a not even it's not an easy thing to get out of. So we're all wondering, you know, what's what's going to be different about the Cowboys in 2023 and that's not how you want to start an offseason. It's a football heavy hour here, Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017, the team. We're going to move over to a few other topics around sports. We'll most, mostly get to start looking ahead to the Super Bowl coming up a week from Sunday. Our friends at ESPN Radio make some of the personalities available to the affiliates around the country, and we love talking to this guy. Anytime we get the opportunity, Jason Fitz is going to join us next year, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.